The sing-along podcast would not be possible without the amazing people at Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to record a podcast. First of all, it's free. No hidden fees, nothing. It's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can upload an already recorded episode directly to the app or the website. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can even monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever had an idea for a podcast but you just didn't know where to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Hello music lovers, songwriters, this is Casey from Second Echo, and welcome to the Sing Along Podcast. We have a very special episode for you this week. It is a sing-along exclusive with local Las Vegas singer-songwriter, Mr. Michael Richter. Now, if you don't know that name, don't worry, you will, and you're going to want to get on this train early. Michael is one of the most promising young up-and-coming artists in Southern Nevada, And not only has he become a very close friend over the past few years, he also asked me to help produce a few of his songs. And we have an exclusive copy of one of his very first tracks entitled Can't Lose. That means that the only place you can hear this highly anticipated unreleased music is right here on the Sing Along podcast. We are extremely excited to present this sneak peek of Can't Lose, along with an in-depth conversation about the song, as well as his unique and rather auspicious artistry with one Mr. Michael Richter. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for joining us today. And we are recording here at the tap, the location, the scene of the Thursday night acoustic open mic, which is where I met Michael. Yes. And uh, you were one of the very first people I think I met when I came to that very first week. It was yes. like you and one other artist. I think it's me and Aaron Norris. I, yeah. That was and grandma. And gra- oh yeah, of course. Grandma <laughs> was there. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, grandma is not an artist. That is Michael Richter's <laughs> yeah. grandma. Yes. That's my grandma. She's also the grandma of the tap. So I asked Michael to come on because he has just an awesome catalog of work. And we're going to start with this song in particular, because this is one of the very first songs that I remember hearing you play. And it blew me away. And we're going to dive into it. The song is called Can't Lose. It's this really beautiful ballad, really uh, beautiful finger-picking acoustic song. And I feel like it captures you as an artist really well and your style and what you're capable of but uh let's take a listen to it i'd like for you guys to just hear what i'm talking about and then we're going to take some, you got different, some big questions well we're going to try and uh look at it from a few different angles okay. maybe you're not ready for it. okay I'll throw you let's some do it yeah. so let's take a listen to can't lose by michael richter ring around the rosy got a pocket full of posies in my I think I'm dying quick, I think I might be sick in my head 
Always look a mess, you always make me guess why you stay here. And my heart pumps only for you, we can't lose. But my heart's not pumping the way that it used to. Going somewhere, kinda going nowhere, no one understands. I'm sick of going under, sick of fighting thunder in the sand. I never did love you, never, 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 never did love you. Pumps only for you We can't lose But my heart's not pumping the way that it used to Got a pocket full of posies. I wrote in, every word in my <laughs> hand. So, what was it that stood out to you about that specific nursery rhyme? Why? Why I, did you start the song that so way? So, I was looping. I started the song out with just a loop on Ableton. Okay, it was just just the boda ba boda ba up to the you know just the three little chords, and I just played it over and over and over, and I just was just listening to it probably for an hour and a half, just the one loop, yeah. just trying to write words to it yeah and for whatever reason it just i started singing it it so just it just happened it was almost like test words that you were just like maybe let's see if this works. yeah it was just then, i was just humming things and i was like ring around the rosy god oh that's cool it just, it just kind of that's like, cool. it kind of made it i don't know yeah 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 it, it was just, kind of a happy it, it just accident. happened yeah, yeah it was just one cool. of those things that happened well and the reason it stood out to me was when i listened to it the song kind of sounds like a lullaby yeah. anyway. And so I, I thought how fitting that there was this children's nursery rhyme. And so I thought, yeah. I mean, quite literally, if I had children, I would play this as a lullaby to yeah. them. You know? totally. and, so, well, it's cool. Is it, it's a, it's like a breakup song. So it kind of works. Cause that's a dark, 
nursery rhyme for sure you know so for it's, sure. it's kind of like end of life so you said it's a breakup song so that's a great launching point into the next question slash comment i have because i've heard this song several dozen times as i've heard you do it at open mics and different times you, i've come to yeah, you maybe you've heard it like 500 almost maybe <laughs> maybe yeah exactly and so this song is one of those that i when i listen to it, i just close my eyes and it really just speaks to my soul and yet I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand the lines and the words, but yeah. what I mean is I don't necessarily know the impetus behind it. And which is, I kind of like those types of songs. There's something yeah. spiritual. There's something emotional. There's something that connects with me as a person, as a, as an artist, as a musician. And so I'm going to ask you to ruin the song for me. Ruin we're going to, we're going to ruin Go it. And you're gonna, yeah. I, I hate doing <laughs> behind this. Behind the scenes. Let's <laughs> but, do it. But no, not, you don't have to, you I, don't, I'll, I'm, I'm fine with ruining well, it. <laughs> but, but here's the thing I want to, here's the thing I want to touch on. I took it that it was about this relationship with this girl, but listening to it, I have no idea how you felt about it. I got the feeling that maybe you were in love with her. Maybe you still are. Maybe you want to be with her. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't even know, <laughs> you know? And so like, so a talk, little bit of all of that. Yeah, talk about <laughs> I think it. definitely a little bit of all of that. Talk about so this a little is, bit. This, this song was, it was my, my first girlfriend ever. And like, we kind of just, once we were together, we were inseparable for, you know, sure. a long time. Then we went to college, you know, broke up because she went to a different college. I went to a different college. Sure. Then, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And um, we'd spend like the whole summer together and then, you know, she'd go to back to college and yeah. that would be it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and so I actually wrote the song with her in the room. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be a breakup song. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have to give her credit. She wrote one line of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which one was that? It was, uh, sick of going under, sick of fighting thunder. And then I added in the sand and she was like, that's not good. And I was like, but like, you know, that's, he just adds to the struggle. Like doing anything in sand is, oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just 10 times harder. Well, and, and like, that's how I felt. I was like, right. it's just been so hard. It's been so difficult. Well then that's also great because the fact that you put it in there and you broke up is kind of like a last middle finger to her to be like, <laughs> you didn't like it. That's why I put it <laughs> that's in why there. I put it in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, and not, not that I wanted to do a middle finger to her, but I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm blocked on social media. It's okay. <laughs> one day she'll block me. Maybe we'll be friends one day. Maybe, yeah. yeah. From listening to the song, I it was amazing to me what you were able to capture in the song and just the idea of love and the struggle that love is sometimes how like sometimes Especially that young love yes that yeah, young well, love, yeah young love hits different <laughs> i don't i don't know i would let's go there for a yeah, second okay. because i so i've been married for this coming week it'll be uh 14 years and i think sometimes that you go through different phases where you know love is more than just a feeling or an emotion yeah. sometimes it's the commitment that you made and sometimes you don't want to be there but you feel it's it's the tears too exactly it's, it's, and it's so, the screaming it's the yelling it's the right it's the everything it's yeah. love is the whole boat <laughs> well and sometimes you don't feel like you want to be in the relationship anymore and sometimes it is just the sheer commitment you made that keeps you there and then you look back hindsight and go oh wow i'm glad i had that commitment because i would have walked away and i shouldn't have. and like things are great now yeah right, like exactly. things just go you know things get rocky right and so i think it's a testimony to sometimes even when you're in the midst of the relationship even you don't really know how you feel or even 
what the best move is or what the, yeah. and, and sometimes, you know, just allowing yourself to sit in that conflict a little bit and to sit in that confusion and learn from it. You yeah. Know? This is a song is totally about confusion. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Is it, that's, but that's me. I'm just a confused young hey, lad. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, I, I think that's an interesting misnomer sometimes that, as you get older, relationships are easier that you know more about love. I, I don't no. know that that's always true. I think maybe for some people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You just learn how to say the right things, I think. Right. Well, <laughs> I think yeah. that's, that's, you learn what not to say. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> like, when, we've been there before. I don't need to, to say it this time. <laughs> when to keep, yeah, when to keep your mouth shut yep. and when to and the, choose your battles yes. and things like that. Yeah. Yes. I feel like this podcast is becoming like a, uh, it's a bit taking a turn for like the self-help or for like a that's my mar- life. marital I'm, counseling or something. Yeah. That's we need to get back take, on. Take track. a gentle left back to uh, <laughs> songwriting. Sang- okay. Songwriting. So let's do that because the uh, I know one of the things that we talked about with this song. I've heard several different versions of it. Obviously, you did kind of a, a demo with uh, another guest that we had on the podcast, yeah. Brian Harway. The song's a great song. I wasn't as big of a fan of that arrangement because the song is so I'm going to tell you kind of what I got of it. And maybe you can speak to it a little bit. And in fact, Brian had a song like this as well. It sounds like this inner meditation or for lack of a better term, like an inner prayer. Like it's something that's I, yeah, just like, I could agree with that. And that's why like the simple arrangement of the song was so important to me when I hear a recording and hear a, a lot of stuff going on, I think of a band, I think of a lot of people. When I hear this song, I see you in a room working yeah. through the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so this is totally like, uh, this song, it's, um, it's me like, there's a lot going on upstairs Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you're not going to be playing a lot. You're, you're playing simple things because that's what you need. That's what your right. body needs. That's what, that's it's what therapeutic. it's therapeutic. Yes. Very therapeutic. Yeah. And yeah. That, I feel that in a lot of my music, I've Absolutely. gotten very, therapeutic with how I, I, how I write the well, music side of things. I was going to say, and I totally get that when I hear you play your songs, it's therapeutic yeah. for me. So I can imagine for yeah, you it's as well. Totally, yeah. It, it like, there's a thing I'm working on right now is, um, just this, a piece of a song that I wrote, um, of this little lick in the 15 minutes, but between it's like, I just broke up with my last girlfriend. Um, and she was just coming over to grab some things and like talk before she moved away. Yeah. And it was, 15 minutes and yeah. I wrote one of the most beautiful things I've ever written. Yeah. And I was like, why now? Why <laughs> like, now? like, yeah, like I can sit there for 45 minutes to three hours and right. try to write something like that yeah. and never do it. But the 15 minutes, I didn't know what to do with myself because I knew she was like in her car driving to my house. Wow. It was just like, yeah. and it just wrote this pretty, like, like peaceful, like, I don't know why it came out right then, but it's just, yeah. I think it all, everything adds up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that you went there. It's almost as if you looked at my notes here. I have some notes in front of me of like how to, as the conversation goes, maybe some different ways to steer, but you like steered directly into my next uh, question here. So as I've heard you perform, you have an extremely high batting average when it comes to music, as far as you've got really good quality songs, you know? And so it makes me wonder do you just have a good batting average or do you throw out a lot? Like how much do you keep? Like as you write, are you throwing a lot of stuff out? Um, yes. As, okay. So I'm, I'm a editor as I write. Okay. That's, that's, I'm the same way. People say, don't way. do it. Yeah. 
you know, when you know, you know, yeah, <laughs> when you know this person's got to go, it's got to go. Yeah. And so I think what I'm starting to do now is, um, in my notes on my phone, if I have, I'll just write everything. I'm going to, and then I start a new draft. Okay. And then it, whatever I remember from the last time I wrote. Interesting. Makes it to that next Interesting. draft. Interesting. That's wow. That's, that's, I've never heard that before. So then that's if been... I go, I can go back now. Sure. And just look and be like, oh, maybe that was a cool idea. Maybe I can toy with it. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't. Yikes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll leave that one in the notes. Yeah. Um, but like, like also my notes are like a treadmill of you could just, if you had your two fingers and you ran across my phone screen, you could, you could run. Run. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All the way down to the sure. bottom of my, my notes on my phone. Same with my voice memos. Right. So when we, when we lived in Nashville, I had a lot of friends who the common knowledge was you need to write a song a day or you need to write like they had their yeah. quota that they wanted to reach because their logic was I'm going to pitch songs in Nashville and the likelihood of me yeah. pitching, pitching a song need... is one in a thousand. So if I and write that's a good mentality to have, if that's what you want to do, well, I, I it, it is if that's the way you work. Yeah. See, that's my thing is like, I, I can't fathom just writing a song just for the sheer purpose of saying, I'm going to write a song today. Yeah. I, I would much rather like you, like edit as I go and really refine what I have before. I'm I think songs, OC a I think songs like build that. up on you too, though. I think they, they, it, it sometimes I feel Absolutely. it where it's like, I got something in me. I got to get out. Right. I don't know what it is, right. but I've got to do something. Yes. And whether it turns into a good song or not, but it is some, but I feel it. It's like, ah, I, I'm building up like something. Like Yes. Yeah, there's something I'm, I'm going to have to write something soon because I'm, I'm full, you know, or yes. like my, whatever but it, it is. But yeah. it's almost like a steeping process a little bit. Yeah. Like you got to let it come to you. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, like, you know, life kind of happens in chapters Absolutely. and songs yes. kind of come at weird times in these chapters. Yeah. Now, and again, as if you're reading my mind and my notes, you led into this, I was going <laughs> to ask, and not just, you alluded to this a little bit, but so your batting average from the spectator, you know, me yeah. listening to your songs, you get a great batting average of just writing great songs. But you're saying part of that is because you only let the cream rise to the top. You yes. only let the best yeah, rise to the lot, top. A lot of the times. So then, so then how do you determine what to keep? Give me some other, like, what is it about a, a line or what is it about a melody or a chord progression? What is it that makes you go, this is worth keeping? Capturing a feeling, okay. capturing a, a environment or a mood yeah. or something that, Maybe just it sounds like it, it it should be a song. You know, like you kind of know when 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 something is a song, you're like, you listen to that, like okay, like my agony extraordinary song. Yeah. The reason I kept that one, I was like, this is a weird like chord progression. Like this is a weird like it's like kind of country and then it goes yeah. like like just it's weird. Yeah. Um. But I just was like, this sounds like it could be at the beginning of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Sure. And like a guy's walking and he's bloody and like, like just doing, <laughs> no, totally. Like, and I'm like, this is, it's just, that's a whole mood. Like yes. that's a whole mood. I was like, so I got to write a song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's capturing a feeling and like making, if, if I can't go up there and feel something while I'm playing something, sure. No one's going to feel it something that makes the hairs on your arms. Yeah. Just something that up. makes yeah. you feel like you're living. You yeah. Know, something that makes you feel something. Yeah. And I almost take it as far as when I'm, when I'm sitting there writing, I almost hear it as if the song is playing 
on a CD player in my head. And you know what I'm saying? So I'm, yeah. I'm almost allowing the song. What if this was an actual song that I heard on the radio or that I heard somewhere? Yeah, what like, would be next? What would be next? And sometimes I'll, I'll write something and I'm just like, I just don't hear that. And so like that, those are the ones that I scrap. Cause it's kind of like, it was fun to do is like, what, what would happen if it was on the radio and what, how can I make it not that at all? Like how, how can I make absolutely, that go sure. the complete opposite direction? That's like, yeah, where I think like the Beatles are a big inspiration for me because they sure. have these songs that just go in weird places. Right. And like, I want to do that more right. with my music, I think. I, yes. Once again, leading to my next question. So the one thing we've also, you and I have also talked about this as you, as an artist, try to capture your genre, your style, your sound. You have a very eclectic style when it comes to, you know, you're the kind of person that I, I would, I think would make a really good writer for like a publishing company where you'd be like, I'm going to write for this artist and yeah, this artist. Cause no. you write, it happens. Like if I listen to an artist, like I've got, I was listening to like tons of KG elephant and then I wrote this song called daydreams and it sounds like it's a KG elephant yeah. song. Yeah. And then like, I listened to a bunch of Mac Miller yeah, and then I wrote a song that sounded like Mac Miller. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but it, I mean, it's cool. Cause like you get to pay, pay respects to that artist by writing a song right. that maybe aligns with their style. Sure. And it's like, I'm doing, I'm still being me, right. but I'm, I'm following in their footsteps a little bit. So, so talk about that a little bit, because I know you and I have had some really interesting discussions in the past about what does that look like for you as an artist? Cause I know for me, it's terrifying stepping, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and stepping aside from as a songwriter. Cause I think it's easier as a songwriter to say, I can write these different things, but then when you get it ready to put it down that final time and you're saying, okay, how do I make this true to the song? But how do I make all of these songs that I've written cohesive together into one body of work? And I guess in your opinion, is there room for you to be that type of artist? I don't think so. The more, the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, you know what? Like all my songs sound different and that's okay. Sure. And that's me. That's my, that is my body of work. That is my, that is what, keeps me together that is what is me so it's like it's my art right you know and it it can it's my cohesiveness that's what you know what I mean but I I do but the one thing I'd want to challenge you with is I know we all look at music differently but when I listen to an artist like one of the great examples is I was just such a huge fan of Chris Cornell and the things that drew me to him was his songwriting and his voice specifically. And so he yeah. came out with like an R and B album and he was raked over the coals oh, by, by critics about it. And I found myself going, yeah, it's not my favorite album of his, but God, what a daring thing for him to do. And yeah. his voice was still amazing. The songs were still amazing. Yeah. And, and to me it was, well, people I would, want you in, the, in your, in their box. People want correct, you, people correct. find you and they want you to be that for them forever. But I also would challenge, I think sometimes we don't, we as artists, uh, I will, I'll take that back. I feel like the music industry at times don't give people enough credit to say, what if Michael Richter, the artist did a, this style. And then the next song was this style. Because yeah. I, I feel like we, here's a great example. This podcast, this is a format that over the last several years has seen this weird new format of three hour long interviews. Yeah. You know, who thought people would want to listen to For long three hours. Form interviews yeah. with Joe Rogan and stuff like yeah. that, you know? And I think it's a testimony to radio and television, all these other 
media uh, sources have said five minutes, 15 minutes at the most. You're you know, not getting and, anything. Exactly. You're getting and you have the, no conversation. You're getting their face and you're getting right. maybe what they're thinking about right then. And it's like, there's exactly. Yeah. And so the thing I would challenge you with is what if the crowd is craving that? And what if people and music lovers are, we're not giving them enough credit and maybe they would hear a rap song you did and maybe they yeah. hear, you well, know like, what I'm saying? I've got like 80 songs I've done. I've right. like literally like, I just, right. Yeah. And yeah. So I just, that's what's like. I should just make my first album and call it like a laundry list. Like, right. <laughs> like I don't know. Well, and and my experience has been with those people who are genre specific and they want you in their box. That's a very, to me, that's a very shallow connection that they have with you. Meaning, those fans tend to be the shallower fans that follow you. Like, oh yeah, he did this this one album and this one song I liked it, but the next album was way, it wasn't like the first yeah. time. Like, well, of course it wasn't, yeah. you know, like those, you're not going to keep those people long anyway. Yeah. You know? and right. That, yeah. Unless you keep playing the first album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's where you, you know, for the rest of your life, you and I open think, and close I think the there's show something, with a song. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something cool about that though. Cause you, you're going to, if you ever write a massive hit, I mean, I haven't done it yet. You know, we'll sure. see. Yeah. Um, I think you, you'll you'll go through a cycle of wow I hate this song, and then eventually I think think you'll see the other side of it where it's like you know what like I love this I love my job I love this song I love that it's brought in all these people together and right. I, I love the experience it, it's created yes. for my whole life like yeah. you know you never know yeah. so I think I think. I'm going to try to keep that attitude if I ever write a good song. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, and and I I don't know about you, but my hope is and my goal is obviously I want to write music that connects with people, but my goal is to help to push those boundaries and those limits as a songwriter to say, these are the important things, not, you know, to change that dynamic a little yeah. bit, you know? And I think it just, if more people did it, it would change, you know? Absolutely. But and the yes. thing is too, is, is your quality between the styles has to be top notch. Yes. It can't, yeah. You can't, you can't, do it badly. Right. If you're going to do it, it can't be bad. And you can't do it because that's the next big thing that's coming. You know, no, you just, then, like I said, just yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you just got to do, like you do what you are and I'm figuring that out yeah. you know, slowly. And I feel like people really recognize that when you're being true to who you are and you're being true to what the song should be, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when people connect with it the most. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So let's talk about a specific aspect of your songwriting. Obviously, Can't Lose was about a specific situation. It was a, a, an ex- I didn't know what it was about when I wrote it. Really? Okay. <laughs> no, I had no idea. But it ended up kind of being about an experience you had. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed at times you write kind of in abstract ways, meaning this is a song about something that maybe didn't happen to you. Maybe it's a story. Maybe it's an abstract yeah. thought. Or it's a talk about that a little bit. Because I, for one, and and this is to my detriment. I don't like this about me. I have trouble writing in an abstract way. Meaning, I, I really admire people who go, "I'm going to create a character. His name is yeah. Joe. Joe I'm, is I'm, from you know." Yeah. And then they'll write an entire song about Joe, well, like how Eminem did, like Stan, like right, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly, totally. Like it, it's, I've actually, I have a hard time with the character thing. Like that's sure. that's that's a tough one, but I try to get good, uh, find good words. Yeah, that that find good lines, just just what about whatever you know, and like yeah. I wrote a song recently, um, that Cotton Candy Sky song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. Um, it the world is terrible right now. <laughs> the world's on fire, yeah. and um, that I kind of wrote that at the beginning of all this, and it's just like the more I sing it, 
the more true it is. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I have like lines about, um, I don't think we're going to be all right when missiles fly across the world before you can say goodbye. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's it's also, I'm a little bit of a, one of those, like when I was a kid, I was into like zombies, like and stuff. So I was like the world ending a little bit. Oh wow. So like, that's, that's something I like to write about. It's like a little bit of a, what what do you call it? A, a A prepper. Oh, <laughs> a little bit like a prep song. You're a songwriter prepper. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's interesting because one of the ideas that I'm intrigued by in songwriting is when something is, I don't have a better way of describing it is just saying something is true. And that's something that's been challenging to me because when you say something is true, do you mean that it happened or do you mean that it's universal? Like, yeah. for, like for example, there's a, a guy that I listen to a lot of his audiobooks and stuff, and he talks a lot about like old uh, biblical stories, and he goes, whether or not they happened isn't what's important. Are they true? And those are two- Like complete, undeniability. Right. Is there of. truth to yeah. it? Like, is there, are there themes, morals, things that you, we as humanity can take from it? And that's one of the things I love about your songs specifically, but about certain music in general where you can say- wow, that, that's just true. I can't say yeah. anything other, and maybe it's about an abstract thing that yeah. didn't happen, but there's something true that is ringing true to that, me. Yeah, that, that brings something out in you. Right, and I feel like that's what makes a great song and, and makes a, a classic song. Yeah. You know? yeah. So this is something kind of tangentially related to that. You made a comment to me one time that was very intriguing, and at the time, I didn't ask this follow-up question, okay. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive oh, a little excited. bit deeper. <laughs> we were talking about, um, so Michael used to play guitar in Second Echo, and so we had lots of rehearsal after rehearsal yes, plenty. conversations, plenty of on-the-road conversations. And so you know how things get deep whenever you've been on the road yeah. for that long or whatever. <laughs> and we were talking about, you know, I, I grew up kind of in a religious background, so we were talking about different things, and and you said... Um, music is my religion. Yes. And that intrigued me and it makes me want to know if music is your religion, where does your inspiration come from? Where does the inspiration, the ideas, the music, is it um, something that was born in you? Is it nature? I, is it, or maybe you don't know, just yeah, any, I, any thoughts? I think for me, I've got some of it in my blood. I've got, sure. I definitely have some, some musicality that just, I think it could be, genetics a little bit like i picked the guitar up very very quickly okay um you know like just i got my usually it takes people a decent amount of time to learn yes. chords and stuff and yeah um but I, I yeah i i think just something that that i know i can put my faith and trust in and it'll never let me down wow yeah that's very much like a religion yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, i can put everything i can i mean it, and of course like it can let you down like you can't you know maybe i don't get this gig or whatever sure. or that. but sure but i can go play music and it won't ever let me down i, sure. I can this note plays every time yeah and it makes me feel this way yeah mostly every time mostly every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah it's 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 something that i in my life i haven't been able to re- rely on a lot of people sure um just because you know life is crazy sure um but hey, you get, you can rely on music. And she never leaves. She never leaves. Yeah. She's a she's a faithful until the internet goes down and streaming yeah. is done. 
I was going to say she's a faithful mistress, but that almost sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> faithful mistress. Faithful mistress, yes. I'm going to start using that. Pat, patent pending. Music I'm, is I'm a faithful mistress. <laughs> so I wanted to touch on one other thing. There's just certain people that I have run across here around the Vegas area and Boulder City, Henderson area. They just kind of get songwriting. And for you, what amazes me is that your age, I when I was that young, I was a talented guitarist. I was a decent singer, but I was not the songwriter yeah. that I am now or that you are today. And I wonder if there's a certain level of maturity that comes from uh, maybe some of the things that you've been through. And so yeah. I, I just wanted to see if you felt like I talking a little bit about... Um, I think life experience is a, is a huge thing. Sure. It's like if you've experienced nothing, you might not have anything to say. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. Like through like my mom passing and, um, and that's what I wanted yeah. to, if you don't mind, talk about that just briefly. You don't yeah, have to go into detail, um, but so I actually sang for my mom one time, maybe yeah. once or twice. Wow. And it was an Imagine Dragons song called it's time. That's yeah. the song that got me to sing. Cause I wouldn't sing. Right. I was just too scared. Um, she maybe heard it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and then she got killed and I decided I wanted to sing at her, um, memorial. Wow. And that was, that was tough. I, bet. I can't imagine. <laughs> that was really, cause I, I just started singing like, <laughs> and I think maybe 250 people showed up. Wow. Like it was this, this, uh, one of those halls, like, um, the, the, the uh, like the Eagles. Yeah. Or, like Eagle like Hall. Eagle like hall, not, yeah. it wasn't Eagle Hall, but it was one of those. Like down a VFW there. Yeah. Or something like that, yeah. Um, it was packed all the way. Like wow. there was people standing in the hallway to the door outside. Like it was, I didn't know my mom knew this many people. Wow. And so I did this song called 30 lives, um, by Imagine Dragons. Cause that was my, that was my coming out band as, okay. as I hated music. <laughs> and then like, for whatever reason they got me to like music Yeah, and then I, you know, yeah. So whatever. Yeah. It was my, that was me being a rebel, not liking sure. music. Um, sure. but anyway, so I did that song and I kind of told myself I can do anything. Yeah. Like I did this today. Yeah. I can do anything. Yeah. Like this will be the hardest performance of my life. Yeah. Like so, and I think that kind of set some determination in me to, yeah, to kind of just prove myself to people as a, as a musician and as a, as a force. Yeah. Well, and not to uh, labor the point or to go into any detail, but the circumstances of your mother's death were quite traumatic and tragic. And so I feel like there's an element of that, that forces you as a person to grow up a little bit more yeah, than, definitely. than somebody else. Definitely. And, I, and I almost wonder if that maybe is where some of that takes root and where that, some of that no, comes totally. from. That, definitely. That, oh, well, my first, so I wrote the first song I wrote or a second song I wrote was about my mom and, and the song that yeah. I think that was one of the first yeah. ones I heard you play yeah. as well. And that's night. like, that's, that's kind of a gut wrenching song. Absolutely. Cause no one yes. knows it's true. Right. <laughs> no one knows it's every word is just well, truth. And, is, and like, that was another one of those. When you go in 2014, I lost my mama to a shotgun. I go, wow, that's really dark. And, and I honestly thought that that was a, I thought you were covering a song. Oh, I don't really? know if you remember, but yeah, afterwards, I've, I've, yeah, I yeah, asked you, I was like, you did. what's, who does that song? You're like, Oh, that's mine. And so then I start going, okay, so either this kid's really dark and twisted or he's seen some stuff or yeah. whatever it is. No, and yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. so it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a total song about, um, 
so like the the first verse verse first half of the song is about my uncle who died yeah of a heroin overdose yeah and then um i take it to my mom yeah getting killed yeah and just kind of there there's a line in there was like she we had sat down one night on the porch and she told me she knew i would be all right like if she died and i was like this is terrible why wow. are you telling me this like you're gonna be like what, what are you talking about almost i think she knew it, it was coming yeah, yeah she wow. knew i think she knew it was My, coming you're giving me chills man um wow so we had this conversation like like i said and the the song you go, a couple weeks before she left me Oh, told, hey, everything's good. You're going to be fine. Or yeah. I forget what exactly what my lyrics are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, it, and that like, yeah, it just, I just knew that that was powerful. Right. I knew it was powerful and music needs to be powerful. And right. that song came out of me in like an hour. Yeah. Cause it was all yeah. true. There was nothing. I didn't write anything. I just, it was, it was a biography. It's like a commentary. It was, yeah. It was just yeah. a commentary. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's why I like to take it to that part at the end where it's like, I'm going to reflect on the people that I've lost in my life and how they live their lives and how I going to live mine differently Yeah, because life is, you know, it's precious, you know, right. people, there's two people in, in my life that have gone too soon. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and that's why I get energetic and, and bring it home a little bit yeah. and talk about myself at the end. It's like, I'm burning energy. I'm using gasoline. How it's propelling yeah, you forward. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yep. this is, and we're going to move past this. We're not going to let it, um, not going to let it hold me down. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And I only missed one day of school after my mom. Wow. I missed one day of school to get Sue, my dog from the pound. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then, I mean, I missed a few later on just yeah. circumstances, but I was just like, I'm going back. Going back. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. And it was great. Like I walked in the, the band room and all my friends were there and they, you know, gave me a hug. Yeah. And, yeah, it was well, and that's not only what great music is made of, but that's what great stories are made of. And I don't mean the story in the song. I mean, your story. Yeah, that's what great stories are made of. And that's what great lives and people are made of is we're all going to face those adversities. Yeah. And we can either play the victim or we can use it to propel us to, yeah. and use it to, and you know, you have your days where you do, you play the victim today. Absolutely. Today Absolutely. I'm putting my victim slippers on Absolutely. and I'm going to sit in my bed yeah. and I'm going to cry and right. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm going to go between my bed and the shower all day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that the goal is to ultimately just make sure that there are less and less, less and days less of like, those days. Well, yes. just that your net gain yeah, is, is more the opposite <laughs> yeah. and less of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Less days in the waste bin. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, real quick, give us your social media on where they can follow you. My Instagram is Michael D Richter. And like the scale, which my, I like the scale. I still don't know how that's spelled either, but go on. R I C H T E R, like the scale. And yeah, Michael D. So, and then, yeah, my Twitter is uh, Michael underscore Dean underscore R. I need to fix that one. That one's a mess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a mess. Um, and, then face- and then Facebook is Michael Richter Music. Um, that was a barren wasteland. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I don't post much there. So Instagram's and, the best. Instagram. And do you, you don't have a personal site, a website yet? No, not okay, yet. Okay, cool. We will, though. Well, Michael, um, it has been a pleasure uh, yes. since I've since I've been living here. And I, I, you're a local here. And yes, so you grew born up and here. raised. I'm one of the many, many, many transplants to Las Vegas. And, and I value your friendship and the relationship we've been able to build. And just 
how you've challenged me as a songwriter and as a musician has been, I, don't, I, I just want to make sure you know how much I value you and uh, the community that I have with you and so many other yeah, people here. It's been, it's been awesome two years. Yeah, it really has. This past, you know, it'll yeah. be two years, I think in August since I started coming here. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, been, been great. So go out and please um, check out Michael Richter, check out all of his social media, follow him again, go out and, and um, as he gets website, as he gets merchandise, go out and invest in this artist because he is hardworking. He's out there uh, doing the gigs, playing the shows. Go do more than um, stream. Go and download as he gets, uh, I'm sure in the, in the near future, he's going to have um, albums, whether it be vinyl or CDs something, or whatever, yeah. something. Go and invest in him because this this young man has the potential to, to make a go at this and make a living at it, but it's, always, it's only going to be um, from the support of listeners and music lovers like you. Yes. So, Michael, thank you. it's been awesome. It's thank been you great. so much, man. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sing Along Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to click that subscribe button and then share this podcast with other music lovers and songwriters. If you'd like to submit a song or another artist, you can email me at singalongpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's singalongpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. But until then, this is Casey from Second Echo saying, don't be afraid to write a new melody. And don't ever forget when you find one to sing along. Mm-hmm.